Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to today, but real quick, if you haven't done it, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about Superbook Sports here in a second, but giving you an idea of what we're going to talk about today. Be ready. Colorado is phasing out gas-powered lawn tools. Now, if you don't live in Colorado, you still need to pay attention to this because eventually this is going to spill over to you. And depending on how you lean, this could be an issue for you. A lottery winner did something smart with his new money, and it kind of irritates me. A man tried to sue the hospital after he uh, witnessed his wife's C-section. I don't know what he was expecting to see in that situation, but anyway. And the Denver sports radio world was shocked to its core by a massive changeup at an iconic station. That iconic station is the one I used to work for. We're going to get into that here in a second, but why would you bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, what you need to do this fall, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the, the book next door, just a dedicated team of best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And right now, Superbook is going to give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use promo code Mile High. So go ahead and bet with the best. Use promo code Mile High this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this because I love taking care of my lawn, but I understand that it's not necessarily necessary to have a good lawn because real quick, I'm on a soapbox right now, especially in Colorado. We're considered a desert. So why the fuck do we have lawns? We don't really need lawns with the exception of parks. I can, I can look at that and say that's necessary for kids to play and all that stuff. That's important. But as far as lawns at our, you know, in our neighborhood, we don't need those. It's a vanity thing and it's just wasting water. Anyway, anyway, going back to the original story, Colorado Governor Jared Polis has ordered the state to phase out loud, smelly, noisy yard tools. Now that's for the the maintenance of the state capital and in all the state parks and stuff like that. But he's looking to do this over the next couple of years and replace them all with electric equipment. 75% of the lawn equipment used to keep the grounds up at the state capital are already electric, but the transition isn't as far along at other state buildings and Colorado's 43 state parks. I get it. I get it, but they're, they're trying to be environmentally savvy and all this stuff, right? And maybe this is a little too serious of a topic, but we're going to do this. We're going to transfer away from gas powered things because we're, you know, we're concerned about the emissions from that. And I get that, but then we're going over to lithium batteries 
that aren't good for the environment also, <laughs> right? Those get disposed of improperly, maybe even properly, and it's still causing problems to the environment, especially if they're improperly disposed of. Those get into the, the all those chemicals leak into the water systems. Our water's already fucked up everywhere. Now we're just going to make it worse with all these batteries. Because let's be honest, not everybody's conscious about how to dispose of batteries. Although I did learn you can dispose of them for free over at Home Depot. The more you know. <laughs> You're welcome. So, so I get it. And if you've ever seen how cobalt ha has been mined, which is part of what goes into batteries, these new age batteries, uh, people in the Congo usually are mining those with their bare hands. And those that's a severely toxic material. It's potentially getting them sick and, and all this other stuff. And, and meanwhile, those people are barely making any sort of money doing that, if at all, right? So once we switch over to electric, I, we're going to all start realizing that this is a bad thing. And then we're going to go switch to some other resource, right? You can see that on the horizon, right? So now it's just like, which is worse? Is it the gas or is it the battery? And let's be honest, there's more money now into switching to battery than there is at staying the course on gas. So that's it's going to switch over to electric no matter what. Because <laughs> that's just the way we are. It is. I know that's a bit of a serious topic, but it, it is something that's going to affect you. And I got to be honest. As somebody that has, uh, I have a Ryobi uh, uh, edger or weed whacker, whatever you want to call it, or trimmer, depending on wherever you're from, we all call it different things. But anyway, it does okay, but then my neighbor has a gas-powered one, and I'm like, holy shit, that's beautiful. It like does such a better job. So I'm basically going to be swayed by more power. If, if I can get a good trimmer that, that has better power, I'll, I'll, I'll forget about all the damage it's going to do to the environment and just embrace it. I know that's a bad way of thinking about it, but that's just the fucking truth, okay? I'm not trying to lie to you here. I'm just being honest. I'll be like, oh, that's fantastic. What environment? <laughs> right? That's the way we all are. Don't act like you're above it, okay? Jeez. My other neighbor has a electric lawnmower, and it's so bizarre. It does a great job. Does a great job. I believe he can do his front and his backyard on one battery. I'm like, that's pretty dang good. But what's crazy is you hear like a weird noise. It's not loud uh, outside. You're like, what is that noise? Huh, just sounds odd. And it's it's the sound of like a, a little hum of a motor and then the sound of of grass being cut. And you look over and they're like, Oh yeah, he's cutting his lawn. How about that? So it's just it's just different. I could get used to that, I guess. But right now, like I have a gas powered Honda uh, lawnmower. I, it, I I don't plan on getting rid of it until it dies unless like I'm forced to, then if I'm forced to, you better give me like money 
to go buy a new one, a new battery-powered one. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Expect that. I know that they're really focusing on the state buildings and all that stuff, and that's fine. But eventually, that's going to spill over to, to the residential side of things. Common folk like you and me are going to be forced to, to make this change. And, and I, I got to be honest, it's going to be hard to make that change. Just from the simple part of the lawn tools. I'd like, I, I just, there, I have not seen a good, really good, powerful lawn tool. I guess you could say the, the lawnmower, but everything else has just been, it's so much weaker in comparison to the gas a gas or you plug in i hate the, my, my somebody gifted my son a a plug-in leaf blower and it works phenomenally but the thing that sucks is you have a fucking cord with it it does great for for our yard it's fantastic and for him it's also a sucker so he can't wait for to to for fall to add the attachment so he can suck up the leaves and it mulches up the leaves which is great but I mean, you have the stupid cord with it. I don't know. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on that. It, that, that stuff kind of it bugs me, but I get their their objective. But I'm 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 very curious to see where we're at in five, ten years from now. We've all moved over to electric. Now where do we try what are we trying to convert <laughs> convert to? Right? You know that's gonna happen because that's just the way we work as a whole, right? When I'm talking about holes, I'm talking about the government. I don't like talking about government stuff, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you won the lottery? A guy from Colorado. I got two Colorado stories back to back. How about that? Uh, a guy from Colorado did something we should all take note of. And eh, part of me is just like, what's he trying to prove, bro? What are you trying to prove? Here's Fox 31 with the story. Waldemir Tash, 77-year-old in Montrose. He goes by Bud. And when his lucky numbers were picked for the Colorado lottery last week, he won five million bucks. Wow. So what do he do? We're talking to Jerry Judy, right? When he won a million, well, he yeah. spent a lot of luxurious items. He bought his items. parents a he, house. He bought his parents he cars. Bought, bought a car or bought a house in, you know, Florida. Well, not Bud. He bought flowers for his wife to celebrate. Good job, Bud. Well, she was pleasantly surprised. Apparently, she usually doesn't receive flowers from him, bud. Step up your game now, buddy. <laughs> well, big congrats to bud. He also decided he wanted to, you know what? He's going to splurge on himself, Kirk. He bought a watermelon. He bought himself there, a watermelon. There, have you seen how expensive watermelons are this year? <laughs> yeah. They're like $7. It's, it's, it's silly. It is silly. He plans to spend the rest of his money on his wife's surgeries and recovery, along with adding more to his car collection and donating to charities. So, first of all, good for him for doing that. Yes, he has his priorities set. Uh, happy wife, happy life. And especially the fact that at the end they throw in, you know, she has to have some surgeries done. So that's important. But that being said, quit rubbing our fucking noses, isn't it, bud? <laughs> okay? Huh? We're going to buy my wife some flowers. I'm kidding, obviously. But that being said, you you should be doing that too. If you're financially able to... Do something nice for your spouse. It doesn't matter if it if it's your wife or husband. Ladies, you can do nice things for your husbands too, or your wives if you're if you're 
uh, a lesbian or anything like that. So don't be like it's just the guys have to buy something nice for their significant other, okay? It shouldn't be like that. Come on, it's a two-way street. Buy us some food. We'll be good. <laughs> like, so you notice that he he bought his wife flowers. She deserves it. Okay. Uh, obviously, a lot of the, a lot of that money is going to go towards uh, her medical bills. That's great. That makes sense. But then he's just like, "What makes a dude happy? Good food." And he bought a freaking watermelon. Del- First of all, you get a good watermelon. That makes you happy. And it kind of goes with, ultimately, what makes a dude happy? Good food and sex. That's it. And sleep. Okay? Forgot about that. We need sleep. That's it. Right? Who are we trying to fool when we're like, well, I don't know. I donate to charities and, uh, you know, really, you know, travel the world. Nah, 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 nah. We'd be happy with just the basic threes. (laughs) Okay? Food, sex, sleep. There you go. Boom. Good for him. I Now, that being said, I'd buy my wife flowers. Absolutely. And then we dump the kids off at a family member's house. And then, boom, we jump on an airplane and go on a beach vacation. Just her and I. That's what would happen. Oh, my God. That'd be great. <laughs> Where's mommy and daddy? They went away. They'll be back, hopefully. <laughs> we would Jesus, wouldn't abandon my children. Be like, mom and dad are going on vacation. Dude, if I won $5 million, that's what I would do. We would go on vacation, just her and I, and then we'd come back and and take the kids on vacation. Or we'd flip that around. We might need to go on a family vacation first, and then my wife and I would have to, you know, decompress and... And, and drop them off at a family member's house. And then my wife and I just have our own vacation together. I think that would be ideal, actually, if you do it that way. Because let's be honest, if you if you have small kids and you go on a vacation, it's not always uh, stress-free, right? It's, I love my kids to death. I love them so much. But it it is stressful when you go on vacation as a family. It's so much different when uh, you go, uh, whether it's a work trip or or with your spouse, and then you realize, man, it's so much quieter, more more relaxing. We have a lot more freedom. Then when you have kids tagging along, you got to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're safe and they're not being, you know, little hoodlums or anything like that. So I don't know. Let me know what you would do. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. We'll put that in a upcoming uh, upcoming episode if you want to join that that'd be great <clears throat> a man in australia this is so dumb a man in australia sued the hospital because he watched his wife deliver a baby via cesarean section back in 2018 and he's claiming it caused him a psychotic illness what the fuck was he expecting has has he never read a book or an article or, you know, educated himself in any way of what a cesarean section is. I'm an idiot, and I know what it is. They slice them open. I believe they take a katana sword, and they just go whoop, and then they pull the baby out, and then there's blood and guts everywhere. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it happens. 
But this guy, his name is Anil, A-N-I-L. That's we'll just, I, I won't even try his last name. His name is almost anal, and that's actually what is sticking in my head right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a child. <laughs> so anal filed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a child. If you see somebody with the name Anil, you're going to think anal, and I apologize for that. Hopefully, it's not somebody of importance. <laughs> it's your new boss. Hi, I'm your new boss, Anil. Anil? <laughs> You're fired. Anyway, Anil filed the lawsuit several years after the successful operation. He declared that the experience led to a breakdown of his marriage. In the documents filed to support his suit, he alleges that he was encouraged or permitted to observe the delivery, that in the course of doing so, he saw his wife's internal organs and blood. Again, don't know what he was expecting, okay? I'm guessing that uh, Anil wasn't part of the doctor visits. I'm putting that out there. It's just my guess because when you are learning about, you know, having a baby, don't you guys go? Cause like, again, I, we adopted, so ours was different, but I want to say that we learned a little bit about cesarean sections in, in adoption class as well, but I'm pretty sure that they would cover that in a, uh, in, in, <clears throat> in one of those preparation classes for childbirth. I'm guessing he's a dick is what I'm saying. I'm just putting that out there. Horrible husband, horrible parent. <laughs> he's listening to this. You son of a bitch. I'm going to sue you now. I'm kidding. I'm just making assumptions. Don't know. You're probably an amazing person. Probably. Or you're a dick. Anyway, additionally, he said that the hospital breached a duty of care it owed to him and is liable to pay him damages. <clears throat> His lawsuit seeks damages from the Royal Women's Hospital in Melbourne, Australia, in the amount of one billion Australian dollars. Did I say daughters or dollars? Either way, the equivalent of more than $642 million in U.S. What a fucking idiot can somebody kick this guy in the dick for me please my god the hospital in australia said it had it hadn't breached the duty of care and uh anil didn't suffer any real injury because of the c-section he observed and the judge actually agreed so bravo to the judge and the judge said uh, Anil chose to represent himself in court, which, by the way, never ends well. Never ends well. And Justice James Gorton dismissed the suit, calling the claim an abuse of the process. Good for them. I can't stand that. I can't stand it when when people try to sue for dumb reasons. He could have fucking walked out of the room. But if as soon as he saw that they were cutting, he could have put two and two together. Be like, oh, they're slicing her open and they're going to reach inside her body cavity and pull out a child. 
mm, maybe this is going to be too much for me to handle. You could have walked out. Sorry, guys. I got to at least turn my back. What would be wrong with that? You fucking idiot. Sorry, I'm using the F word a lot in this story, but it just drives me nuts. You can't, you can't try to blame other people for that. And it, the breakdown, he's saying it helped break down his, uh, destroy his marriage, essentially. How about you're a freaking pussy? That's the problem. Man, I am not in a good mood, especially because of this story. <laughs> Dude, you can't do that. Just walk out. You have the capability. Get out of the room. And if for some reason you're going to vomit or pass out, you got to tell somebody. And if maybe you're about to pass out and you can't really form words, then you just go, and then just fall to the floor. Okay? Man, sitting there pointing the finger at everybody else. You're the idiot. You're the idiot. I would not doubt if you found out from friends and family that he's a major douchebag, <laughs> right? Be like, oh, Anil? Yeah, we call him anal, and, and, you know, and not in a good way, not like anal, like he's super organized or anything. He's just a, a big giant butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You don't get to use the word butthole very often, okay? Sorry, it just brightened my day. If you can use the word butthole today, it may make you smile. Maybe not, <laughs> but go ahead and use it today. Hey, you know what? If nobody's around, just say butthole right now, real quick. Say it with me. We'll count to from three down, and then we'll both say butthole at the same time, and it's going to make you smile. Maybe it, may, it might make you feel dirty, but who knows? Ready? Three, two, one, butthole. There we go. There we, it doesn't that feel better now? Anyway, <laughs> what was the biggest story in the state of Colorado yesterday? Oh, massive change-ups at an iconic radio station. We're going to get into that. But first, Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's my go-to barbecue place. It's off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, just west of I-25. It's St. Louis-style barbecue. They got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, burgers, turkey, all prepared to perfection every single day. And they got daily specials and daily uh, sides and all this cool stuff that it just, they're so delicious. <laughs> so good. You got to check them out on social media because every day Chef Clint likes to post what, what he's got going on for the day. A follow them at Sugar Fire Westy, and you are not going to be disappointed. It makes your mouth water looking at these pictures, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so good. So good. Whether it's their Bronco Burger, which is a double cheeseburger, bacon, brisket, pickle, onion, and Texas hot sauce, or they even have burnt ends on, like, Saturdays, smoked fried wings, all this cool stuff. But I'll tell you, some of their, their best stuff is their sides. And some of their most popular sides are a hash brown casserole, Brussels sprouts, and sweet chili. Oh, so good. Cucumber salad and smashed loaded potatoes. Sugar Fire in Westminster, by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. It's family friendly, perfect for date night. They even do catering, and they do a lot of catering. 
for all of the Denver metro area. It's not just up north. They go just about everywhere. So you got to check them out, whether it's for special family events like weddings, birthdays, holiday parties, or even big meetings at the office. You got to check them out. Sugar Fire in Westminster, just off 144th and Orchard Parkway on the east, uh, just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. Follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westie. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. So like I said, this was the, the top trending topic on Twitter yesterday. And yes, I still call it Twitter. I know it's X, but X still sounds stupid to me. So this was the top trending topic on Twitter yesterday for all of Colorado. And, and it's pretty wild. Now, I used to work at this company. So I have a lot of connections there. And as I was doing my appearance last night at Sugar Fire in Westminster, I was doing that last night. My phone was blowing up nonstop from people that used to work there and a few people that still work there. Just, you know, giving me deets. <laughs> okay. So 104.3 The Fan, the station I used to work for, let go a lot of big name talents. Now, if you don't listen to that station, that's fine because I'm going to merge this into your business as well because it's not while it is a media entity just because you're not in the media maybe you are maybe you're not this can relate to you because it's not too far off from every other business out there this stuff happens all the time literally the station came in there yesterday and just blew out a bunch of people that have been there for quite some time. Uh, Nate Jackson, who former Denver Bronco tight end. Orlando Franklin, former Denver Bronco offensive tackle, former uh, Charger offensive tackle. Chad Brown, legendary CU buff, and former Pittsburgh Steeler. Seattle Seahawk and Pitt, uh, New England Patriot. And a guy that has been on this podcast. That's probably his biggest accomplishment. <laughs> anyway, those three were part of a show and they blew out that show completely. That show does not exist. I believe that was called the Players Club. I'd never had an opportunity to listen to it because of me doing other things at the time. But the one that really kind of shocked everybody was DMAC, Darren McKee. And he had been there for a long freaking time. He really achieved his most success when he was partnered up with former Denver Bronco Alfred Williams, who has since moved on several years ago and is now doing well over at 850K away where he is the afternoon drive host with Ryan Edwards and Dave Logan. So a lot of people were shocked that DMAC would be let go. It's a big bag of mixed emotions on social media with this. You either loved him or you hated him. There really wasn't too many people that were in the middle on him. I guess in a sense I was. But that's because I, I used to work with him 
And there, I knew that sometimes he was difficult to work with, but that was only because he expected so much out of people. And sometimes that made things a little more stressful than, than they should have been. And that's fine. I get that. But ultimately, I respect the snot out of him because he did a good job and he stuck to his guns on things. Whether you agreed with his opinions or not, that's just the way it was. And honestly, for the longest time, he was the solid piece in that afternoon drive slot that people tuned in for because they either loved him or hated him. And that's really a good measure of a talent is people either love you or hate you. And that's why they tune in. Oh, I love listening to his takes because, you know, he's got giant balls and doesn't care what he says. And and he's just, you know, he knows his shit or I'm going to tune into him because I can't stand that dumb little fuck what he says. And hopefully his co-host, whoever it may be right now, uh, can stick it to him. Right. And that's the other thing, kind of what I just said. They've gone through several co-hosts because they just haven't worked out. You had Tom Nalen, former Denver Bronco offensive lineman, just just a great talent that just ultimately just decided, yeah, I'm just going to walk away from this. I don't, I don't want to do it. Now, that being said, I don't know fully exactly the reason why he walked away. And to be honest, I don't think a lot of people do. Because that's just the type of guy Tom Nalen is. He keeps to himself. He's not big on social media, if at all. Good dude. Just doesn't need or really have the desire to be on the radio all the time. Fast forward, they go through some other co-hosts like Tyler Columbus. They end up booting Tyler Columbus out. And Tyler ended up going on with Altitude 92.5, where he's found some success on that station. They replaced Tyler Columbus with Derek Wolf. We talked about Derek Wolf on this podcast before. A lot of us didn't see him lasting very long. And a lot of us, my, when I say a lot of us, I'm, I'm really talking about myself. I didn't see him lasting that long. I wasn't surprised when he... And the station parted ways for one reason or the other. That being said, I wanted him to succeed. I wanted him to to really grind it out and and really see what happens. But ultimately, that wasn't on his to-do list. Okay? And now, really, when you look at it, and this is what, going back to like your industry, whatever you do, At the end of the day, business is business. Ratings have been down for that station. Okay? They can argue that all they want with me, but they're not where they used to be. Okay? A little bit of an embarrassment as somebody that used to work there. They're not where they used to be. I like to take take full credit for that. Since I left, I assumed that they just went to the pooper because of me not being there. You're welcome. <laughs> Do the math. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So there's so many factors that go into this. And and like with your company, if they if a company the higher-ups come in and start cleaning house. Well, they can't 
they're not just going to let somebody go despite the fact that they're really, really fucking good, right? Oh, they're generating so much income for the company, but you know what? We need to change things up. We'll get them, get them out of here. No, they don't do that. There's reasons for it. And we can speculate all we want on this. You could look at it and go, and, and this is just me as an outsider, former insider, kind of doing some basic math, but with nothing officially concrete. I'm filling in the blanks on this. But if you look at it, it makes sense if ratings aren't down, it's harder for sales reps to sell that if ratings aren't as good as they used to be. And now when you look at the competition, be like, well, the competition's doing pretty fucking well. And they got some good talent over there. <clears throat> so this once beacon of just greatness has just slowly dimmed out. It's still there, but it's not as bright as it used to be. So maybe sales were down. Ratings were down. Those are huge factors. And then with the fact that, like with DMAC, you could kind of look at, and again, this is just speculation. You look at it and be like, wow, they, they've had a revolving door of co-hosts with him. And then you got to wonder from the higher-ups perspective, obviously they're not, not there on the ground level, but from an outsider in in you know, filling in the gaps, it kind of looks like, what's the problem with that slot? What's the consistent factor with that slot? Maybe it is him instead of the actual other people there. Maybe he's the problem. That's the way corporate will look at things. What's the consistent factor in this ongoing problem? If it's your job, and you are still there, but your coworkers are constantly getting let go because of underperformance, but you're supposed to be right there with them. And, you know, you're just, things overall are fading. And they're like, well, they're, the co-host isn't doing as well. They're not really into it. And they've already expressed that they don't want to be there. And then they just they just get rid of the co-host or your coworker in the, in in this scenario. Uh, so then they keep replacing that. Eventually, they're going to go. Why are we keeping this guy? This guy doesn't need to be here because maybe he's the problem. That's the way they're looking at it. Am I saying that D Mac was the problem? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is that's the way management looks at things. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But you got to look at it from that perspective. And now the lineup has completely changed. I say completely changed. But it's been jostled around. Six to ten instead of six to nine, it's Schlereth and Evans. Mark Schlereth, Mike Evans. Great show. Used to have a really good producer. <laughs> he was sexy as snot. <laughs> that was me. You didn't catch on. From 10 to 2, it's Brandon Stokely, former Denver Bronco, and <clears throat> Baltimore Raven, etc. Former Indianapolis Colt, really. That's really where he was really famous. 
And and former altitude 92.5 talent, Josh Dover. Great guy. Like him. Beautiful hair. Beautiful flowing hair. Like, uh, what was that? Samson. Not Samsonite. Samson. <laughs> Samson with the beautiful flowing hair. That's where all his power lies with Josh Dover. It's in his beautiful flowing hair. So they're on from 10 to 2. And then 2 to 6, it's the drive with former Denver Bronco, former CU buff, Philip Lindsay, and uh, Brandon, Stokely, Brandon Stokely's former co-host, Zach By. I like Zach By in the drive time slot. I'm sorry that those other individuals lost their gig. But when you look at this lineup, I like the lineup. I'm very curious about Philip Lindsay. It's a obviously a very timely move. Philip Lindsay can give insight on the Denver Broncos, which is uh, always, always a hot topic and ratings booster when you can talk about the Denver Broncos. Doesn't matter how shitty the team is. He can give insight on that, which is great. But he's also a, a former CU buff. What's the hottest freaking program in college sports, college football especially? The CU buffs. So he can obviously give some insight in that, and he's going to have some connections, and it's going to be a great move for that. A lot of people are bagging on Philip Lindsay's voice because he kind of has a, a scratchy voice as I say this, and I'm, I'm trying not to lose my voice today. <clears throat> I don't think that that's going to be a big problem. You don't need a good radio voice to do good radio. And I think eventually it's going to be one of those things where if Philip Lindsay can put in the hard work and determination that he did on the football field, if he can do that in, in the radio realm, he's going to be a success. I don't see Philip Lindsay getting the itch to leave. I don't. Not like I did with uh, Derek Wolf. Right. And we kind of all had the vibe with Tom Nayland. We all thought like, I don't know, he's kind of a weird dude. He might just up and leave. And then that's kind of what happened. I don't get that vibe with Philip Lindsay. I feel like Philip is going to be in it for the long haul. While some people will bag on his voice, I don't think that that's going to be a problem. I feel like Philip is going to work his ass off and become a great talk show host. And I hope that I'm right on that. I hope. Stokely and Josh, that's going to be interesting. Josh is a seasoned veteran in radio. Stokely has been busting his ass from the get-go. Two great talents. That should be another great show. Schlereth and Evans, they, they've been there the longest together. They are the staple of the station right now. And I can see them. I could see them adding another voice. It's not going to be me. I, I don't imagine. I know some people were reaching out to me on social and they're like, Duff, you need to go back. I don't see the station coming back to me and asking me to be a part of the station in any way. Listen, if they called me, they call me. That That's one thing. But I just don't see it. And and I don't think they they need me there. I can see them bringing on a female voice in some capacity. When you look at this, 
This is all male heavy, right? I could see them bringing in a female voice for one of the drive time shows, whether it's Schlereth and Evans or Philip, uh, Philip and Zach. <clears throat> so you see that, that how they structure this. Instead of four shows, it's now just three shows. And I got some tweets asking about this. One, Ryan wrote in, what's going on at the fan? And Jake wrote, give us your best guess on the fan stuff. Feels like a move made to cut costs despite what the station says. If you're paying stink an extra hour, that's got to come from somewhere. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. It does have. Now, I don't know their deals. And I'll never ask them about their deals. Well, maybe I will. I might. I might. Next time I see them or talk to them. But they usually don't like to talk about money like that. and, And that's fair. I think ultimately, Jake and Ryan, what you could say and everybody else is the reason why these changes were made was because the old way, the old lineup, if you looked at it last week, it just wasn't efficient enough. Just like your company, if you're not efficient enough and uh, the higher ups that are in charge look at it and go, Man, I think we could do better. But how do we do better? Let's reorganize this. Let's get th- this person's contracts about up. Boom, let's boot them out. Let's we can rearrange, we can bring in this guy. This person's been interested in this job. Boom, boom, boom. Make make the changes. Makes sense. It does. Every company does it, whether we want to admit it or not. It's very similar. If you were to look at it like what Jake was saying, if, if if you got talents working an extra hour, yeah, most likely it's in their contract that if you want them to stay on a consistent basis for an extra hour, you're going to have to adjust how you pay me. And that's normal. And if that's the case, yeah, you got to get rid of Orlando Franklin, Chad Brown, and DMAC. Let's be honest, DMAC's been there forever. He was probably making a, a significant amount of money. So it makes sense financially. Will he bounce back? Absolutely. Will Chad Brown ba- bounce back? Absolutely. Orlando Franklin, yes. Nate Jackson, yes. These guys are going to be fine. There's plenty of options for them now in the Denver market and beyond. So it, these guys will be fine. DMAC, I could see DMAC. I, I don't know what their non-compete contracts are like. Because usually, like, if you get let go, there's a certain amount of time that you can't do anything with another media entity in the same market for a certain amount of time, whatever it might be. These guys will be fine. And a dreaming big, dreaming big. And I don't know how it would happen. I don't. But you look at DMAC being a free agent now. And if you know the history of Denver Sports Radio, if he could somehow be teamed up again with Alfred Williams, that would be so iconic. I don't know if they have that in them to work together again. 
but I know that it would generate a lot of interest if they were both into it. Now, that being said, I don't know what would happen with Dave Logan and, and whatever, and Ryan Edwards, who's also on that show, but I, I, I would love to see that. I would. Don't know if it's going to happen. That's just wishful thinking, right? I don't know. I don't know what's really going on, but when you start start breaking it down, it does make sense financially. You're not doing as well as you used to be, right? Let's just put that out there. Don't try to fucking deny it because that's the truth. You guys weren't doing that great. So what do you have to do? You have higher ups come in there, most likely, and they're going, well, we got to change things. We're not as profitable and doing as well as we should be. So let's make some changes. Every company does that. It's hard. Don't think that any management goes into this situation going, all right, let's go start, you know, booting people to the curb. No. I know Raj. I know that that this tore him up to have to do. He's the bad guy in the situation. He is. But he shouldn't be because this is business. At the end of the day, it's business. And I don't know exactly what drove the changes, but it seems pretty freaking obvious things weren't up to par and you got to make changes, right? I'm kind of spinning my wheels on this, but that that's what it is. It will be interesting to see if there's any more changes. And, and I, I feel like those would be additions. Like I said, adding a female voice to one of the drive time shows seems like a, it makes sense because you're really kind of isolating a lot of your listeners when you just have male voices. It's nice to hear a female voice. There's a lot of female voices around this state in the, in the sports world that just aren't getting enough opportunities. So I could see them adding that to either the morning drive or the afternoon drive show in, in some capacity. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I know that a big thing in radio now is to focus more on digital as well. So expect them to do more with digital and have more of a solid presence and more of a, a strong presence on digital. Right. I, I could see that happening. Getting individuals like, say, Cecil Lammy doing more of a digital show that I think would do well. I, I don't know what his, their plans are for Cecil, but he's really good at, you know, fantasy and stuff like that. If they did more long form content with him on, on digital, I think that would be a smart choice. I don't know, but. I think that he has it in him to do that and then have him be a fill-in host as well. We'll see. We'll see, guys. I don't know. It's very interesting. And I hope I kind of wove that in a little bit to the people that maybe aren't as interested in Denver Sports Talk Radio. And that's fine. I know. I have a lot of people all over the country, as well as the globe, that listen to this podcast, which I appreciate each and every one of you that listen. And if you kind of look at what I was saying is that this is typical. It's typical. At the end of the day, it's a business. And businesses are about making money. They're about being successful. 
And being successful means that you're usually bringing in more money. So that's what this is about. Most likely, right? I really doubt that that there's somebody from corporate going, I fucking hate these guys. I'm going to boot them out. I really freaking doubt that. Really doubt it. That maybe way back in the day, you could get away with some garbage like that. But no, no. You're about making money and you're about moving forward with things. So you got to, you know, it just makes sense that it's just like, okay, numbers aren't where they need to be. So we need to get them where they need to be. Maybe that means getting rid of some people, freeing up the labor cost, and then bringing on, you know, two other people after we got rid of four. Okay. They're going to be cheaper. And, and, you know, that's going to lower labor cost. And you're going to get some a curiosity boost for ratings. And listen, I don't see too much wrong with this new lineup. People will be pissed at first. They are. We all hate change. We do. But, but where are we at in two years? Hopefully in two years, we can say, the drive is still solid with Philip Lindsay with Z- and Zach by. And hopefully in two years, Stokely and Josh are still a thing. And hopefully in two years, Schlereth and Evans are still a thing. That's what you got to hope for. Ultimately, you just want good talk. But I will say this real quick as I wrap this up is what do you see on this lineup? Is This is a Bronco slash buff heavy content and that's what they should stick with i'm sorry i know the denver nuggets just won the nba championship i know the colorado avalanche won the championship two seasons ago but you go with what works and this is what you're built for you are built for the broncos don't sit there and end the buffs i guess you can get away with the buffs don't sit there with this lineup and sit there and try to dig and, and break down the Nuggets and Avs. It makes no fucking sense. Don't be talking Rockies. Doesn't make much sense. Sure, you can get insiders on, like Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post, to talk about the Rockies. That makes sense. Okay? But don't be having these guys break down outside of those type of segments, break down the, those other sports. They're not built for it. I'm not tuning in to these shows to hear Stokely and Josh talk about how the Rockies are terrible. Don't give a shit what they think about the Rockies. Okay? I don't want to hear them talking about the Nuggets either. Or the Avs. I'm tuning in to former Denver Broncos to talk about football. That's what I'm tuning in to them. Find your identity, 104.3 The Fan, just like any company. What's your fucking identity? What is it? When somebody sits down with you and says, what's your station about? What do you guys mostly talk about? What are you going to tell them? Oh, we talk all sports, but our talent is former professional football players? That doesn't make any sense. You're talking, uh, you know, hockey? 
even though your your guy's a a former you know running back for the Denver Broncos, makes no sense. Play to your strengths. Don't overthink it. And this is coming from somebody that really cares about that station. That's where I worked for 18 and a half years. I respect what it can be. I'm a little disappointed in where it's been. But I like what I see on the horizons for denversports.com and 104.3 The Fan. I, I, I think I've said my piece on this. Uh, you guys let me know your thoughts. I'm, I'm not shocked about anything. It makes sense, especially when you look at it from a numbers perspective. Uh, and, and hopefully, listen, I, I have a lot of people that I know that still work over at that station. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I'm not. I love that station. I want it to be number one again, but it's not. Hopefully, with these additions and subtractions, it gets back to its former glory. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Hey, real quick, who doesn't love playing cornhole? I always think I'm good at playing cornhole, but I'm terrible at it. But maybe you think of this scenario. Your friends and family come over. Then, boom, you whip out your cornhole and get the good times rolling. So what you need to do right now is go to corntrickscornhole.com right now. Check out their amazing Colorado-themed cornhole bags. There's so many cool bags to choose from, and you can even personalize them. I'm waiting for somebody to go there and get me some DeHuff Uncensored-themed cornhole bags, okay? I'm not going to pay you back. Not going to pay you back. I want them gifted to me. Anyway, oh, that would be kind of a cool gift for like the holidays and stuff. Oh, anyway. Uh, They also have legit shirts, hoodies, hats, even Colorado cornhole boards. And these boards and bags, by the way, these are pro level. They're not the cheap stuff at the big sporting goods store. This is legit stuff. So go to corntrickscornhole.com right now. Use promo code DEHUFF to get 15% off your order. That's corn tricks, tricks spelled with an X, cornhole.com. And if you love to play cornhole and you think you're good at it, prove it. The 2023 Colorado Cornhole State Championships are going down October 6th, 7th, and 8th. And if you want more information on that, and you could possibly sign up and dominate the field, go to corntrickscornhole.com. That's corn tricks with an X, cornhole.com. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I'm losing my voice. Um, it's one of those things where I got slightly sick, like, and, and it just settles in my throat, just pisses me off. And then with talking about the, the, the fan stuff, it got, it got me passionate, okay? Look at me. I'm all sweaty from the, the stories and stuff. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.